Welcome to the Mean Lady Talking Podcast, the tough-talking, advice-giving show by the not-really-mean, mean lady, Susan J. Elliott. Good day, everybody. This is Susan Elliott, host of the Mean Lady Talking Podcast. And tonight I'm doing something different. Yes, I am videotaping the podcast. Now I have a video camera set up there. I'm looking at my PC and I have my little Macintosh going over here, which it may or may not die by the end of this because it's very low on space. It has some issue that I don't know what that is. Anyway, one of the things that I want to do, and I want to do it fairly quickly, is I want to do a Facebook Live podcast. I want to actually record a podcast where you guys get to ask me questions straight away. This is a trial run for that. And I don't know whether to look at my PC or to look ahead at the video camera because I don't know which one's actually going to come out better or YouTube. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post the non-edited video, one of them, to YouTube. And I'm going to post the edited audio to the way I normally post the podcast. So you'll get to see me doing the podcast and everything will be unedited. If I pause or I have to go in the other room, I got to drink of water, whatever, it will definitely stop the video at that point or cut it out if I keep it going. But for the most part, I'm going to keep it going for the duration of the video the way that I normally do when I do a podcast. I don't normally video a podcast, but you know what I mean. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at some of the questions that we have had over the years. And like I said, my podcasts are never scripted. They are occasionally outlined, but they're never scripted. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go back into the Wayback Machine on the Getting Past Your Breakup website, which, as you know, is under construction right now, but plenty, plenty, plenty of old material. So I'm going into the post. I haven't planned any of this. This is just coming to me as I'm sitting here, which is usually how podcasts happen. Usually what happens is people will email me or there'll be discussions in the Facebook group and then I will think about it. I also started the Patreon account for the podcast, which we'll get to in a moment, because podcast has to become self-sustaining. It's an expense every month. There's hardware, software, and I would like to cut down on the editing time. When you see the difference between this podcast and what goes on the audio, you'll see what kind of editing goes into it. And as you see, I yawn. And usually when I'm recording a podcast and I yawn, I'll usually step away from the microphone, yawn, and come back. So all those things have to be taken out. Okay, so here we are at the old post, and I'm going to do questions from the questions post. And hopefully we, we pull up one that's really interesting. And I'm not going to read my answers. Just going to read one at random. Oh, yeah, because when I used to do it on the blog, I used to do answers to questions on the questions post. So now I'm only pulling up questions from the questions post, none of my answers. And then later on, I'll see if I answered it. And okay, here is a question. I have no idea if I ever answered this or not, but going to be on the podcast. So if I get an email and I get tons of email from you guys, and I really appreciate it. And one of the things that I'd really like to do is you will see that when I do a podcast, it will take me about an hour to record a podcast. Then it could take four to six hours to edit it. So you'll see the difference 
between what the video is, and I'm going to post everything on the video except if I get up or I pause if I'm reading something, but I'm not going to be reading anything after this. <laughs> after five years with a banana head who lied, cheated, and drained me emotionally and financially, I have gotten back on my feet, and after reading your book and reading your daily blog, I want a relationship that is right. I have dated on and off, setting boundaries, and knowing what I want and don't want, but I see a habit of me spending time with guys who don't want a commitment or who want to see me, but ultimately ends because I don't see the relationship going anywhere, or I'm just not getting out of it what I put in or what I want. These are guys who can't express or communicate their thoughts or feelings or don't know how they feel. It drives me insane and I move on, but the relationship fades away because I stop making an effort and they follow my lead. Is this a reflection on me? Am I just not complete yet? I'm an outgoing person and I feel like I am whole again. I've stayed NC and feel I'm ready to move on. Am I rushing things and just being impatient with the guys who don't know how they feel? I just think that after six months or a year of dating or spending time together, a person should know how they feel. You're right about that. (laughs) Or what they see as a future with or without a person. Is that too much to ask? Good thing about the video is I cannot. If you're listening on audio, I have nodded. I mean, I shook my head at, is that too much to ask? No, it's not. I appreciate any advice. Thank you for all you do. You have pulled me through some really rough times lately. Okay, I'm really happy. That came in 2011. So that came before Getting Back Out There was released. That came two years after Getting Past Your Breakup came out. So if I answered this, I don't remember. And now I'm going to do what I do. This is how I record a podcast. I'll read an email or a few emails. So if you have emails, please send them. And my, my new website is coming along just fabulously. It should be up in the next few days, but you can send email to MeanLadyTalking at MeanLadyTalking.com, okay? Now, six months to a year is absolutely ridiculous for someone not to know how they feel. When you say something like, you're giving guys chances, I'm not sure how many guys giving chances to since six months to a year is a really long time to be seeing somebody who doesn't know how they feel. We've been having a lot of discussions in the Facebook group. So usually what I do is I'll read an email like that or I'll read a few emails and usually over the course of a few weeks, I usually get a few emails in and I will read them and then I'll sit down and I'll think about what the answer should be. And I think that anyone who knows me knows that the answer to that question is the number one thing is wants to be with me, wants to be with me. And if a guy doesn't know that he wants to be with you, especially after a good period of time, that's a problem. That's an issue. We know that. We talk about that all the time. But one of the things that I want to go back to is I want a relationship that is right. I've dated off and on, setting boundaries and knowing what I want and don't want, but I see a habit of me spending time with guys don't want a commitment, want to see me, but it ultimately ends because I don't see the relationship going anywhere. I'm not getting out of it what I put in. These are guys who can't express or communicate their thoughts or feelings or don't know how they feel. This in quotes for those of you who aren't watching the video. Talked about this before. There are many women who over the years I have had a really difficult time trying to convince. If you are attracting only ambivalent guys, Guess what? You're ambivalent. You are ambivalent too. I've said this a bunch of times and people will always say to me, just like this writer said, no, I want a commitment. And 
There's a difference between wanting a commitment and actually being able to have a commitment. And what I mean by that is simply this. You can think logically, I want a commitment. I absolutely, absolutely want a commitment. I'm ready for a commitment. I can see myself having a commitment and I want a commitment. But who am I dating? I'm dating what she describes as commitment folks. She didn't call them that. She didn't tag them that. She didn't label them that. But anyone who doesn't know what they want or doesn't know how they feel after months of seeing you, you think that some of the flavor that I'm picking up from this email is that some of these guys are absolutely willing to continue to go along until she gets clue that they're not quite sure how they feel. Then she wants more and she ends. So that's the idea that I'm starting to see take hold here. I think that you can think I really want a loving, giving relationship. But if you continue to find yourself in relationships with commitment phobes, something else is going on here. Something else is going on here. And it's not that you have a fear of commitment like the people that you're getting into a relationship with are getting into a relationship with people that have a fear of commitment. You can honestly and truly say, I don't have a fear of commitment. But what you have a fear of, and I can guarantee you that this is the case, intimacy. You have a fear of intimacy. While having difficulties really giving yourself to another person. And why is that? Usually it's because you are afraid of being hurt. You're afraid of being hurt, not quite sure. If you put yourself out there again, if you give your heart to somebody, you're going to get hurt. And the reason why I say that it's a fear of intimacy, because people who do not have a fear of intimacy and people who are truly, truly ready for a commitment don't hang around with people like this for more than a few weeks. We just had a few discussions in the Facebook group about dating and being with people and asking people what are you looking for? You don't have to go out on a first date with somebody and say, do you want a relationship with me? Because on a first date, you probably don't know and they probably don't know. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody could not know on a first date. You could have somebody who doesn't know exactly what they want. And if you're on a date with them, and I'm talking early dates, first date, second date, third date, and you say, what are you looking for? That is a very reasonable, practical an okay question to ask somebody on a first date. What are you looking for? You can even ask them before you get to a first date. If somebody doesn't know, that's fine. You can go out and I talk about this and getting back out there. And I talk about it in the video with the five R's, which I'll put in the show notes and I'll put it in the video description. You might not be anywhere ready for a, a relationship. Before you even get to a first date, you should ask somebody, what are you looking for? It's perfectly okay to date without knowing what you're looking for, as long as you're honest about that. But expect people who know what they're looking for to say, whoa, 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 I'm going to have to take a rain check on this. If you don't know what you want, it's perfectly okay to go out on date. And it's perfectly okay to say to somebody, I'm not looking for a serious relationship right now just want to date and meet some people. I talk about in getting back out there, don't think that every first date is going to be the one. Because if you go out on a date with that in mind, you're going to put too much pressure on you, too much pressure on the other person. And you might not even say that. But if you're going out on every first date thinking, I hope this is the one, I hope this is the last first date I'm ever going to have, you're going to be putting too much pressure on you and too much pressure on the other person. And it's not fair. It's to get back to the Facebook Live thing for just a minute. If anybody wants to co-host that, 
I really want to do it with a group of people, but I really need somebody to kind of feed me the questions. We'll have to figure it out in chat or some other way. Maybe you could call me during the show for me to get the questions because that's the only way this is going to work if I have somebody to help me. So if you're willing to help me, let me know. Anyway, okay, let's go back to that. So if you broke up, And you don't know what you want yet. You know you're not over your relationship. You know you're not over your ex. But it's getting to be that time where you think, you know, my friends are telling me I should start dating. My therapist is telling me I should start dating. Maybe I should start dating. Think about it as doing research. You're going to put up your profile. You're going to go to getting back out there. You're going to go to the dating section. It talks about online dating. It talks about how to do a profile. It talks about how to start talking to people. So you go there and you decide, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to date around, for lack of a better term, just to see what's out there. And don't, for God's sakes, don't get all depressed if everybody that you go out with is the worst person that you could possibly think of going out with. I will tell you that I broke up with a guy and I decided, a guy that I was in love with, we were seeing each other, but he kept going back to his ex-girlfriend. And a guy that I worked with knew another guy and he said, oh, he's a cute guy, he's really nice, blah, blah, blah. And how about if I set you up on a blind date? And I said, okay. So I go out on this blind date and I am dressed to the nines. I mean, I'm like 31, 32 years old. Look, I worked out all the time and I look really good, <laughs> really good. I had a short skirt on, silk blouse, high heels, not stilettos, but pretty good high heel. And I get to the restaurant and I find the guy. And the reason that I knew that it was the guy was because he was wearing his work badge. And we would go out to lunch at work and we were all techies. We're all on computer and we all wore like jeans and a a dress shirt, but we all wore jeans and we we would have our little badges on. And when we go out to lunch, we would remind each other, nerd alert, nerd alert, take your badge off. So I got to this place thinking he's wearing his badge so that I could recognize who he was. First of all, he was not cute. He was a sweet guy, but not cute. He was very overweight. And I wasn't against dating overweight guys, but very out of shape. And I was really into physical fitness at the time. And the guy that I'd broken up with had been really into physical fitness and was really, really good looking. But I'm still being open to the whole thing. And he doesn't take his badge off. And I reminded him at dinner time. I said, oh, you have your, your badge on just to kind of remind him. If he was a friend of mine, I'd be like, nerd alert, you got your badge on, goofy. I said, oh, you have your badge on. And he went, yeah. And he was planning on keeping it on. And it was on his shirt pocket. All that was missing was the pocket protector. Okie dokie. So I'm sitting there. I'm being nice. And I'm giving this guy a chance. I honestly was giving this guy a chance. I was putting all the physical stuff out of my head. And he started talking about going to an air show. And my eyes started to glaze over. And I started to rock back and forth. And I was like, oh my God, air show. And he told me that he said, it'll be really funny when you come to my house. And I was like, come to your house? He said, you'll see that I have pictures of airplanes on the wall. And I even have airplane sheets. And I said, I didn't realize that they made airplane sheets or more than a single bed. And he said, oh, they don't. I have a single bed. I don't know what it was about this guy that my friend thought I was going to like. And I honestly tried very, very hard to not 
be judgmental. But the airplane thing was just more than I could handle. And that night, I went home because he met me near where I lived, which was very polite and very nice. And I thought it was very charming of him. And he paid for dinner. And I really did think he was a nice guy, but we had absolutely nothing in common. He And he only talked about airplanes the entire night. So I was dressed up and it was Friday night and I wanted to go out. So I called some friends of mine and we all met for breakfast. And guess who showed up? The guy that I had broken up with. And he turned to me and he said, well, were you out on a hot date? And I said, well, I was out on a date, but it wasn't that hot. But he was the last guy in the whole world I wanted to run in. The last guy in the whole world. And when I was out on that date, I was absolutely convinced that I was looking for a relationship. But after I was talking to that guy, I realized that I didn't know what I I wanted that guy, the guy that I saw after breakfast. And there was something about him that I really wanted. He really wanted not a commitment. He was busy chasing around after his girlfriend. And what I had to come to terms with was the fact that I was afraid of being hurt. I was afraid of having my heart broken. And it wasn't that I didn't want to commit a relationship. I wanted a committed relationship. I just didn't want to get hurt. And those two things do not go together. They don't go together. If you are attracting commitment, though, if you are attracting people that you are not able to be in a relationship with, and they don't know how they feel, chances are that it's not that you have a fear of commitment. That's probably their fear. But you have a afraid of being hurt. And what the commitment phobes do for you is they give you a fairly decent time. I know that all the commitment phobes, because I've been in abusive relationships for a long time. So all the commitment phobes were fun guys. They were all cute, almost to a person. They were cute. They were cute. They were funny. And they were afraid of commitment. And I wanted a relationship with them. Only I didn't want to get hurt. And they couldn't give me that because they couldn't make a commitment. So the only thing they could do hurt me by not giving me a commitment. If you are attracted to people who cannot give you a commitment, that's what you want. And the problem lies with your fear of intimacy. Before you get to a first date, you ask somebody, what are you looking for? And trust me, if you are afraid of being hurt and you know you're afraid of being hurt, you know you're not over your ex yet, it's perfectly okay to go out and date and say, I'm not looking for a serious relationship. But you can also say, especially if you're a woman, and this is important, that I'm also not looking to sleep around. I don't want to sleep around. Because many times a guy will interpret not looking for a serious relationship as let's fall into bed. And if you absolutely don't want that, then you absolutely should not have that. You have to make sure that when you say, I'm not ready for a serious relationship, the person knows it doesn't mean that you're sleeping around. And if you are looking for a relationship, it's perfectly fine to say that in the early days. You don't have to say, I'm looking for a relationship with you. And I talked about this in the Facebook group today and people didn't seem to get it. But are you looking for a relationship is a different question, a completely different inquiry than are you looking for a relationship with me? Because are you really looking for a relationship with me puts pressure on the other person to accept you or reject you. And they might not be ready for that. They might be looking for a relationship, but they don't know that they're looking for a relationship with you. You can absolutely pull back and see how it goes. You can absolutely say, I'm not ready for a relationship. I want to date and I want to meet people. And to get back to the guy with the airplanes, he actually turned out to be a networking opportunity. About two years later, I was looking for a new job within my company. And he actually put me in touch with a guy 
who became my boss and was an absolute, absolute wonderful boss, the best boss I ever had. So when you go out on a date, that's how you pressure off yourself. You start to think of, Maybe I'm going to meet somebody who'll be a friend, or maybe I'm going to meet somebody who'll be a networking opportunity. And that's why I brought up the guy with the airplane, because he did ask me out on a second date, and there was just no way. And I just said, I really think you're a great guy. I'm not sure if I'm ready to date. I'm not sure if I'm ready to get into a relationship. And all those things were true. After going out with him, I really wasn't sure what I was looking for anymore. And then running into the ex-boyfriend that night, I knew that I still had feelings for him. But that guy turned into a networking opportunity. So like it says in getting back out there, know what you're ready for. You might just be ready to go out and date and meet people and see what it's like. And don't get completely depressed about the whole thing. I was depressed after that date, after being with that guy and they're going to see him, Mr. Gorgeous. I was depressed, but I had to get over it. And I had to realize that being with somebody like Mr. Gorgeous was just playing in the sandbox. It wasn't what I wanted. And my experience with commitment phobes told me that I had some kind of issue. And the issue was that I had was with my father. My father was emotionally unavailable. My mother was abusive. And all of the relationships that I've been with before I left my first husband, they were all abusive, every single one of them. I was working out my issues with my mother. In fact, when I was breaking up my first marriage, I realized at the end, oh my God, I married my mother. I married my mother. When I was in relationship with the commitment phobe, I realized that this had to do with my father. And I had to go do the parent inventory that's in getting past your breakup. And I had to absolutely look at my relationship with my father. And I also, at the same time, had to look at what I was so afraid of. And one of the things that you have to do is you have to shore yourself up with the affirmation that you will be okay no matter what. Go to the affirmations in the books, in the workbook, in the power affirmation booklet. Find those affirmations. I have them in there. I will be okay no matter what. You have to believe that. You have to absolutely believe that. The only way that you can put your heart out there and not be afraid to be hurt is to know that you will be okay no matter what. I absolutely do believe that the writer of that letter had fear of intimacy, had fear of being hurt. And that is why she was with commitment. But continue to go out there, continue to date. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on somebody else. Know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, be honest about that. Just say, I'm not ready for a serious relationship, but I'm open to meeting people. And that doesn't mean having sex. Okay. EnLadyTalking.com is almost ready. I'm moving all the show notes over from Getting Past Your Breakup over to Lady Talking. And I hope that you consider supporting the podcast. I can't go on forever doing this. I'm not working. The podcast is not self-sustaining. Don't have advertisers yet. And I really do need contributions to pay for the hardware, the software, and editing. I really am going to need help with the editing. And I do have a hardware and a software bill every month. And I would really like to do more episodes. I would really like to go back to the original format where I did a topic a week and then answer emails each week. So if you have emails, send them to me, meanladytalking at meanladytalking.com, and I will answer them. And if you're interested in co-hosting with me, Thing is sending those questions to me while I live podcast. Please do that. And please consider there's a special gift for my first patrons. The supporters of the Mean Lady Talking podcast will have special little tiers. And for 
certain tiers, there's a special gift. So go to meanladytalking.com, see what those tiers are. It's on there. Go to the Patreon account. And if you're one of the first supporters, there will be gifts for you. So I hope that you come along for the ride because I really honestly can't do this forever. And I said that I'd give it a year and that if it didn't become self-sustaining in a year, I would give it up. And I'm going to give it a little bit more than a year because I haven't asked for contributions until now. So I was waiting for it to get some traction. It seems to be having really good traction. So please go to MeanLadyTalking.com. All the show notes will be ported over there very soon. Definitely by the end of May, maybe by even even before that. So go to MeanLadyTalking.com and sign up to be a patron of the podcast and special gifts await. And I have some episodes that I've recorded in other times and patrons will get bonus episodes and little weekly mini episodes and written material. So go to MeanLadyTalking.com, sign up to be a patron and hey, let's be careful out there. This is Susan Elliott. Host me, Lady Talk. Bye.